There is only not a hate watch. Hello, welcome everyone to the inaugural episode of Not A Hate Watch, and boy, do we have a doozy of a first one to do. I hope you all had a chance to watch this, or at least start watching it. If you didn't make it through it, I don't blame you, and I don't think any of our guests would either. We have with us our co-host, Alice Lee. Hello, Alice, how are you? I, I'm, in a, I'm in a very weird mood, and this movie did not help. I, I am sure this, I'm in a weird mood, and this movie certainly helped me. We'll talk about that. Uh, we have our special guest with us. Uh, not a hate watch. We're not normally going to have guests on here, but for this first one, I had to really bring in the crew and make sure that all of them had this fever dream together. And that is, of course, Forrest and Emily with Radio Free Multiverse. Hello, hello, hello. <gasps> Hello, hello. Hello. Greetings. Yeah. Welcome. Thank Welcome. the three of you. I mean, Alice, you had to, but thank you all for indulging <laughs> me with this film that I have been talking about since uh, the Twagist episodes we did, which is sort of my first Not a Hate Watch, my, my own personal <laughs> one. Uh, and I threatened this as the, the action for forcing me to go through the experience of it was to watch The Apple. And now you have. And so I'm just going to take a moment and for once shut up in my life and let the three of you go. Alice, since you are the one who I know had, it was a bit of pulling teeth. You you relented. You said, yeah. yes, I have to. You can start us off and let's hear how your experience was. Okay. So I first heard about this movie a long time ago, like over 10 years ago, when I had a coworker who was really into it and was insisting that we watch it and i refused at the time partially because um that guy also had a lot of weird esoteric taste in stuff um he also was really into the movie logan's run which which i watched and like uh. was fine but like also didn't really do it for me um, Missy's Missy Missy, just use your words. Use your words. I love Logan Tron. It's, it's cheesy. It, it it's oh my god. It's amazing though because it's so because it is just so cheesy. It is very campy, and I and for the same reason for the apple, the camp on both of it gets to me. So yes, continue, Alice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I w I wasn't really a musical person back then. I mean, I'm I'm slowly backing my way into it now, but um. Yeah, so, so for a long time I didn't watch it, and then it just sort of became a meme of how I wasn't going to watch The Apple, and then and then fast forward 15 years, I was on Twagist with you, Missy, and you said, we have to watch The Apple, and I was like, okay, fine, we'll watch The Apple. I made, you, I made you watch Twilight. Yes. Only Someone fair. on the internet did um, too. So yeah, I, I watched it yesterday. Um, really fucking weird. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It I is. Don't, I don't I don't know what I expected, but it was not this. Um uh I was very like so so it starts as like, you know, like as some sort of like Eurovision song competition. That that made sense to me. I didn't understand I liked how the the they start singing the the first song about Bim and then, and then, and then they immediately call it the Bim song, which I, I kind of found weirdly, weirdly enjoyable. Like, like, <laughs> not just, not just like, not just like, let's Bim. It's called the Bim song, like, like, um, like the Batman or some shit. Um, and, and 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 yeah, and then, and then the two other characters show up, and 
They're from Moose Jaw, which I liked because that's also where the character Jess from A League of Their Own is 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 from. Hmm. Um, I clocked that. I was like Moose yes. Jaw. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then yeah, they sing their version. They, they sing their song, which apparently gets the crowd even more hyped up. But the um, the, the it's evil like this corp- nice Christian rock yes. song <laughs> about love. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And these yeah. are like white ass all American like. Well, wait, wait. They're from Moose Jaw. They're not all American. Yeah. They're all Canadian. All Canadian. It, it was all it was Canadian. hippie Jesus. It was Jesus is yeah. Jesus. Jesus. You know that sixties yeah. era bleeding through. Mm-hmm. And like so, um, like that's. Oh, sorry. Go, Emily. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say uh, the difference between the two songs. Like after the big opening number, which was like huge, uh, this Christian rock starts playing, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" And at that moment, it cut to someone in the audience who said, "What the hell is this?" Yeah. <laughs> and that was just wonderful. <laughs> well, and, and and we have to quickly mention the opening too. Th- this has. Hordes, uh, shots of hordes of people running in the stadium, a hordes. crowd that mm-hmm. is full of theater. They're all with dressed extras. the same. There are dozens. I mean, even almost the cars hundred dancers. Yeah, it, yes, everything has shoulder pads. Everything is yes. is is on there. But even so the motorcycles. This is yes. what you're getting into, and there are. You realize people put effort into this. This is not a cheap movie. This is not half-assed. Someone put too much effort into every aspect of this film and it's always on screen all the time everywhere it's wild the world they build yeah i was i, I was like... a little surprised at the scale of it because if you think about like i like i saw the last one of the last movie musicals i saw was um west side story the steven spielberg version that came out last year and mm-hmm. that had really elaborate set pieces and dances and things, but they never had the nearly the number of dancers that the Apple had on screen at any given time. It definitely reminded me most of the old Hollywood movies uh, and movie musicals, like the kind that my our, my bubby, my grandmother showed me, um, like Summerstock, mm-hmm. but way better than Summerstock. But like those old movies where the point was let's get to the next gigantic dance number. Yeah, the Busby Berkeley energy of this movie is off the charts. <laughs> well, and this makes sense holistically because the Apple was originally conceived as a three-hour stage musical. So like those mm-hmm. Bubbly Berkeley, they three were just- Three hours? It was a three- I could see that. Hour. Yeah. Rock opera I like how music. that's what they specified. They're like, no, like this isn't just a stage musical. Mm-mm. This is a three goddamn hour stage no, musical. And, and it covered even more aspects, you know, with the Bible in yeah. there. It, I'm sure it leaned a bit more into the, the Christ allegory. Like, like that's Did the one thing. Jesus sort of gets the short shrift in this story. They just tack him on at the end being like, oh yeah, the hippie guy, he's probably Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> um, did they reveal what BIM stands for in yes. the three-hour stage musical? What does BIM stand for? We, we have bets. guesses we guesses okay. way through the movie. Before I reveal... It is not revealed. What it, it is. No, it is. I will tell you how in it's the revealed. Movie? Yes. It's, wait, but wait, it, wait, they, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We should, we yeah. should, we should lodge our guesses yeah, first. No, I am. No, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, there is an answer. There is a literal answer okay. you can oh see God. in the film. So it's not. It is mm. almost an Easter okay. egg the way they treat this. They do not ever say I'm the excited. words of what it stands for. They say the words all s- sort of separately, but 
you'll you'll figure it out. So please give me your guesses. I want to hear all of what you think BIM stands for. B okay. I am. <laughs> so the guesses that we had throughout were. I can say what mine was. Yeah, I remember say what mine yours. Was. Yours is good. Mine was Beelzebub in motion. <laughs> Great. Great answer. And we thought beast identification mark. That's, oh, or, that the BIM mark fits really well with that. But that's a, yeah. like an ATM or Baphomet, machine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or Baphomet industrial machine. Oh, Something nice. about machines. Though, yeah. you saying that they say the words makes me realize that B is boogalo. We'll say right? something for that. We'll say this it, Alice, Alice, I want to hear yours first before we reveal anything. What okay. did you think it stood for? Or did you know what I, it stood for? I didn't know what it stood for. I thought it stood for BOL Instant Messenger. Okay. Ah! <laughs> Forrest, you are correct. Boogaloo is the name of the main agent. The, first the main, one. like, king guy. Boogaloo so, is the devil. Yes. Think about the fact that Everything is labeled BIM. So I'll, I'll, everything is labeled BIM. The band is BIM. Everything is BIM related. So knowing what Mr. Boogalow's job is, what do you think the IM could stand for? Is mine. Boogalow <laughs> International Music? That's exactly the answer. And the reason you know is that it is on a triangle <laughs> sign on the door as they're walking in the very first time you oh. see it, but it is never spoke ever throughout the entire course of the film. <gasps> and especially not in the beginning song when they keep telling you that Bim is on the way and don't tell you what the fuck Bim is or when it's Oh coming. my God. I definitely thought it was going to be a third act reveal of <gasps> Bim is evil and means this. It's just... Wow. I it love is, it though. I no, love it's it. Just I in, love it. In your face saying that no, this is the this is the devil's music place. Like he's already taken over the Dude. world. Like he's getting ready to like yeah. conquer it. So yeah, it's just everything is about him. It is Boogalow International Music. So all the BIM stuff, the BIM marks, it's letting you know the devil's coming. The de and everyone's happy because the devil's coming. He's here. Oh boy. And he's they shiny don't realize and sparkly. They don't realize they're being rude because they didn't listen to the hippies. Mm. They should have listened to I... the peace and harmony. I, I want to talk about that. I yeah. What was okay? So they made everyone buy buy and wear a mark. I, that was around where I realized, oh, this is actually just a straight like yes. biblical allegory. It's a um, reskin, but right. Yeah. But I don't know. It didn't seem so bad. They made yeah. People got up and danced. What was what was wrong with that? Oh, what was I so evil about that. It. I was watching it last night. I'm like, I want to go to these parties so bad. Yes. Like, yeah. These mm -hmm. look so fun. Like, oh, no, I'm the person. I'm the one that BIM's targeting. Oh, I'm a sucker for BIM. I'd get the BIM mark right away. Yeah. I I was confused because it felt like, it, knowing that it's a three hour, it was meant to be three hours makes a lot more sense because it felt like it just jumped around a lot. Like. Yeah. Um, they they go in to talk to Mr. Boogaloo, and then the guy leaves. But then BB's just like, I guess I'll stay. I'm gonna stay here for for a while. I'm and gonna sign just, this it, contract. Yeah, and then It'll she just fine. signs up. Like like mm -hmm. I just didn't like her motivation seemed really up in the air. And then like, um, him like the guy being like, like Our I don't Alfie. know like a like a loner was was weird. Um, yeah, him walking around was interesting i i preferred um mr boogaloo has his star performers mm -hmm. who were the ones who performed the bim song um and andy I, and pandy andy and pandy dandy 
Dandy and Pandy. Dandy looks like Hugh Jackman. So he's Hugh Jackman. So basically, they seem to have a lot more fun. But it seems like Mr. Boogaloo's whole thing was like, I'm going to hook up Dandy and BB. Mm-hmm. And Pandy is just kind of left out of this. But these are all just like these incredible, fabulous people with ridiculous outfits. Um, half of, I think, the costuming was just spray paint. They just spray painted everyone. The, the sets, like the shots, everything looked as chaotic, I think, as it was. But so cool. Given that too. in the second dance number. Yeah. So like basically they, there's Eurovision. Um, the, we realized that uh, Mr. Boogaloo is looking at the audience's biometrics. Mm-hmm. Like there's a thing about mm-hmm. heartbeats mm-hmm. that tells them what song is better than which. And that's how they know that BB and Alfie's song is actually better. So they play <laughs> like an evil sound, like the kind of sounds they put under bridges to keep houseless people from, from being able to live there. Um, which is foreshadowing. Which is foreshadowing. Pressy so everyone home. hates. Yeah. yeah. Everyone like hates that song. But still, BB and Alfie go to get signed by Boogaloo. Um, and so the second big dance number is the super chaotic one in the hotel that they definitely did not have the ability to change the floors because it's this ugly, like, <laughs> no. black and white mm-hmm. and gray checkered rug that they're doing this incredible dance number on with, like, ladies in disco ball outfits uh, and clowns. Sad clowns running around. But I loved the cut from this is so and so with Ballet Two Thousand. What is Ballet Two Thousand? Musical number showing off Ballet yep. Two Thousand immediately starts. And this is this comes after the first Eurovision thing, and then literally maybe a scene where Alfie and uh, BB are just walking into the building yep. in which this Ballet Two Thousand is going to happen, and they just explain. Like, BB's like, I would like to be signed. And Alfie's like, we need a lawyer. And yeah, that that's all you need to and know. Alfie's prophetic visions in, were wild. So they get signed. Yeah. Alfie starts getting prophetic visions, seeing before, before Mr. Boogaloo <laughs> as the devil. I have to hold really quick. Before we get to prophetic visions, I just have a question to ask. Do you think Ballet 2000 would get the red X's on America's Got Talent when they showed <gasps> up? Absolutely how, not. No, they are how, incredible. You think, okay. You think they're making a... I they're incredible. Is, is These people what, could fucking dance. To quote Jason Mizukas from the Apple episode of How This Get Made, which really everyone should listen to, the, it is canon as well. And it's canon films, as this was produced, um, as he calls it, you know what's weird when the tall guy turns small guy? No one acknowledged that. <laughs> and there's just a moment where the clown's like, the incredible shrinking man. Who that voice actor I know is from something. It's driving me crazy. I've never figured out who he is. Mm. But that voice is a guy who's done voice stuff. Anyways. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's wild because again, you're like, they're doing real tricks and choreography and all this stuff. But it's oh, yeah. weird. It's like, you're, all, you're always like, well, why though? Why? Why is any of this happening? Something that I liked about this, uh, and which really comes through in the, the third musical number, um, which is sung by Mr. Boogaloo, I think uh, he just sort of explains his whole deal. So yeah. I'm sort of like, oh, okay, what this musical is, is we're going to different scenes where a character will explain their deal and their role in the story, and we will enjoy the absolute fucking chaos 
that they are using to show it to us. And it reminded me a bit of Gilbert and Sullivan in that way. Um, old musicals that really relied heavily on dense lyrics to communicate the story and to be the source of comedy mm -hmm. and 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 movement within, which is something I appreciated. I hate having to wait through a fucking dance number to get to the plot, but like the dancing just was the plot. I'm just savoring the moment that I think the first time that the words the apple and Gilbert and Sullivan have ever been used <laughs> in the same sentence by a human and it just hit me like a wave of, yes, this, this is what I wanted to have happen. Serious analysis of a, of a truly bullshit film. Uh, There's which, great lines in there. I also yeah. find it very interesting that Boogaloo recurs in Menahem Golan's filmography. The who directed The Apple. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, he directed The Apple. No, 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 no. The oh. name Boogaloo. Oh, the name Because Menahem <gasps> Golan directed this, and he produced Break Into Electric <gasps> Boogaloo. Boogaloo. Yes. Oh my yes, God. that is true. Oh my God, Mr. Oh, Mr. Boogaloo, the evil Boogaloo predicted the evil Boogaloo mm -hmm. moment that we have today. And Whoa. that, yes, yes, more prescience. Ooh. But yes. I also want to say this: this sci-fi epic mm -hmm. of the Apple has one Star Wars connection. Oh, tell us. Give it. Because Femi Taylor, who's one of the dancers listed in the credits is Ula in Return of the Jedi, oh. the Twi'lek dancer who gets fed to the to the Rancor. No! In Jabba's Palace. In Jabba's Palace, That's yeah. incredible. I, yeah. Know, um, yeah. I can't remember the actress's name, but the the female co-lead of Staying Alive with um, uh, John Travolta and all that, she's in this, in a brief moment, she's in the Speed music oh. video. She's one of the people on, on the bikes and she gets like a, mm. a, a, a full shot where you see it and you're like, that's, oh. that's her, that's that person. And then she's only wow. in really that number, but she was a dancer at the time, uh, which was, you know, why Staying Alive, I think came out the same year and I think she went from that to this basically. Or vice versa. I, I don't know where Femi Taylor is in this. I don't know which <laughs> dancer she is. <laughs> but yeah, so what's interesting is you mentioned Menachem Golem, and we're talking about Boogaloo. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna put mm -hmm. up a really interesting, really interesting out there that um, I kind of was piecing the real life, you know, the real life adaptation of things and how that gets put into movies. You know, some people's theory about directors and how they're putting stuff on here. Well, Menachem Golan, and I think it's pronounced Menachem Golan. At least that's how I'm saying it on from the mm -hmm. Has to Be Made people who said it. So I'm gonna assume that they know um, Menachem Golan came with uh, the the musical that was already worked by an, an Israeli rock producer and um, another French producer who were trying to make a show that they were like, actually, we don't like how show business is right now. It really is kind of down, and you get that. So they worked on it. Um, and, you know, they wanted it to be 1984 with music. So that was their goal. Yes. I, I you know. Sorry, sorry then, 1994, 1994. Yes. Well, they, 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 yes. they had to bump it a little bit ahead. Um, and they were drafting it. It was going to be a Hebrew stage production that these were just going to be in Hebrew. This wasn't going to be an English production at first either. So there's also things that's getting traced in. But Menachem Golan, a producer who had the money, who said, I can help you make this. Come to me. I can help you produce, but I need you to make some changes, just a few. <laughs> and what was funny. their thing then morphed into what I'm sure is a 
in their mind, overproduced. They probably were trying to have a mm-hmm. a lower key, like the love songs were meant to go. Like a, a stage musical worked in there, and they were frustrated with the revisions that were done. So that happened. Are the two writers like BB and Alfie who gave up their rights to a Mr. Boogaloo type figure who then twisted it into something that they didn't <laughs> want it to be. Oh, more connections. Um, that makes me think of Forrest. We we did look through sort of the history of this and didn't Golan say at some point that like schlock is entertainment for the masses? I, it was either him or it was Corman who he worked for because he worked for Roger Corman like, B-movie icon in early in his career. We read that a lot. That was, like, sort of his thing. Like, yeah. if you worked with him, he was going to try and make your shit funny. So if you don't want to make your shit funny, you're going to be in a situation where someone wants to make your shit funny and mm-hmm. you don't know. And you don't. That's just who this dude is. Um, and this is the guy. I mean, I mean, Menachem Gol- Golan was like, I want to do all of these comic book movies. I want to do <laughs> Masters of the Universe. I want to do Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. He tried to get... Spider-Man off the ground with Stan Lee as J. Jonah Jameson. Mm-hmm. And so it, yeah, it, you can definitely see his fingerprints mm-hmm. on the more, on the tone that the final version of the Apple has. What I wonder is uh, in this first half, cause like, I feel like there is a, a shift between the first and yes. second half. Um, but what I loved was how they used the dancers to compose really interesting shots a lot of them, a lot of the shots that they made looked like they could be stills. Like, there's even a point where Mr. Boogaloo, like, reverse stage dives. He, like, trust falls in the Christ position, like, back onto a bunch of people. And it creates this whole, like, beautiful sort of picturesque scene with the people moving around, even though they're in their fucking hotel. Uh, and I would, I would credit, like, definitely the cinematographer and the DP... Uh, and the choreographers, probably the people who conceived of it, really choreographed some amazing shit. What did what did you think up to this point, Alice? I'm curious, like, from now into, you know, we have Alfie and BB, like, being urged to sign this contract. Alfie's having prophetic visions of these, like, strange and unusual things. What did you think of this movie at this point? <laughs> Um, we've had four musical things, and we've moved from Eurovision to hell. I think at this point, I realized that what this movie is, especially because it started out with a fair amount of, I think, like acting around the musical, and then it felt like the musicals were just completely taking over. Um, mm-hmm. At a certain point, not not this early, definitely later in the film, mm-hmm. I definitely kind of lost track of what was happening partially because it felt like stuff would just get introduced in the songs out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I was just not like, admittedly, I was not paying a hundred percent attention to the movie when I was watching for my own sanity. Um, and so there was a point where I looked up and like, Oh, things have drastically changed because I wasn't paying attention to the song. Uh, overall, I think, none of the songs really grabbed me like mm-hmm. nothing there was there was very little that i wanted to like go back and listen to later um i don't know i think 
I think I hate camp. I think that's what I'm learning. Is I think I don't oh. like camp. There's an interesting. Tell me more thought. about that. I really want to hear more about that. Yeah. Cause what does camp mean to you? Like, and also, please, you know. I think I think to me it means like um, sincerity of of feelings with like a with like, like a winking like nod to the fact that they're doing like. It's not just like the person is singing their heart song. It's the person that's singing their heart song, but also there's a wink to the camera that like we know this is ridiculous or something. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm trying to think like I don't love a lot of other movie music. That's not true. I, I do. I there are movie musicals that I like, but um, which I ones think do it, you like? Or off I the mean, top of your head, one com- that comes to mind. The the one that comes to the top of my mind is is God Help the Girl, which is the Bell and mm. Sebastian movie musical, um, mm. which which isn't very good and has has a lot of problems. But I like I like the music first and foremost, and then I mm, like mm-hmm. I like the story the story of the characters. I think in this case because it was such a straightforward biblical allegory, it didn't feel like yeah. there was a lot of um, innovation on top of it. And like while I understand the characters motivations um not being able to to relate so closely to the story makes it harder for me to to get into it i think i've, I've had this with actual musicals as well like mm-hmm. i really enjoyed seeing Hades Town, but i could not give a shit about the story for the most part because it's mostly about a, a mopey guy who doesn't get what he wants and <laughs> and then and like this and the music in that and the music in Town is great but also like the things that i took away from that show were like the setting and the choreography mm-hmm. and the stage design and things not so much the getting pulled into the story itself. And I think that was the case here as well. Mopey guy doesn't get what he that's... wants is also how I described Phantom of the Opera after I saw it on Broadway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's most stories. That's, that's the, like, um, that's mm-hmm. the, that's the monomyth right, right there. Mopey yeah. guy doesn't get what he wants. When I talked about how I felt the heat from the pyrotechnics of that musical, I can tell you that much. So there are again, <laughs> things that you can find and things that you inherently don't like. Yeah. I, I think that. Oh, sorry. Emily, go ahead. Yes. Oh no. I think that you really, like hit into what I think camp and what this musical is doing is that these characters aren't people like no one is a person in this they are all symbols and metaphors being moved around the board like they're symbols being rearranged into interesting shapes and like we with our cultural knowledge are supposed to look at that and recognize oh I know the story of the evil boss who makes people do things. Oh, I know the story of the innocent girl who Uh is seduced to the dark side. Like, oh, Alfie, like Adam, like he will be good. Like, and the way that they interact with it. So you think like, oh, well, in this world where now we have our Adam sort of Christ figure in the end times, interesting what does that look like he will get a ticket no one on this earth seems particularly this is so what's so much fun about it there's no danger at any point at any Mm -mm. point they're like this is the end times you Mm -mm. need to wear a bim sticker on your head or you will get arrested and then we see the cops come and just give alfie a ticket and leave and And he never puts it on his head he just rips Mm -mm. it up and keeps going 
They come when he's with a big group of hippies, a bus comes of cops and they just yell at the hippies to run away. They are not interested in that. I'm like, does this world not have a prison industrial complex? Yeah, they can't like, be bothered to get out of the van that they're in. Well, no, <laughs> like, the to go problem out is. But that's, like, but how that, exploited but, are these people? I don't know. That sounds they, great, honestly. They, yeah, but right? they, yeah. they have told you the answer to this. The reason why the cops don't run out is they're so tired from that hour of exercise they did, and all the prisoners yeah. escaped oh, yeah. in the hour of exercise when all the guards have to start doing exercises around them, and the prisoners can just go free. So there's no point in I, having a prison system. Because when if you're that was something I was that, supposed to, if that was something I was supposed to catch from the no, musical, you I did weren't. Not catch you that. are absolutely not I supposed not to catch, catch that. That. <laughs> that is simply something I made up right now because I know this movie this fucking much that I can draw that from the top of my head and be like, oh yeah, I'll explain that plot hole away, you know. I mean, it makes sense. The fire department stopped putting out the fire to do the dances. The surgeons stopped doing surgery to do the dance. The person on the operating table stopped being operated upon to do the dance. At what yeah, moment they showed, did... <laughs> uh, this happens basically after... Uh, a big dance number in hell where Alfie is having this prophetic vision of Mr. Boogaloo as the devil. With what a vampire. With an actual with a vampire. vampire. With an actual The actual lyrics are vampire. ridiculous. And like this ridiculous woman pops up in like silly vampire shit. It's like uh, the monster mash. Yeah. Like yeah. it is kids Halloween shit. It looked like one of those plays they put on in churches to be like, mm -hmm. you're going to burn in hell. Oh, Emily. But we can't make it too scary. Emily, uh, you're hitting on why Michael might like this. Or, ooh, like Missy might like ooh. this movie. Michael would like this movie uh, too. Because young Michael, <laughs> this is the kind of yeah. stuff. The number so, of musicals that I was in as a kid that were basically just, here's some music reskinned over a Bible story was so natural to me that I think when I put this on, I'm like, this is literally my language. I understand mm, yeah. every mm. choice they're making in it. Even if it's wrong, I'm just like, yeah. I appreciated that they did. They made the choices. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I, I want to talk, talk about that a little more because the premise of this podcast is, this is something that I didn't really... This is something I tried to avoid and I thought I would not like. And unfortunately, yes. in this case, I think I was right. Um, but this is something you were really passionate about. Can you can you talk a little more about um, why you insisted I have to watch this, especially when we were watching Twilight? Well, the, the, the Twilight excuse was because there's an apple on the cover of the book. So mm. I think my That's brain right. did, did a word association of the apple. <gasps> I have an excuse to make someone watch the apple. Uh so I first saw the Apple in a roundabout format, which was a Rift Tracks that was produced. And Rift Tracks is the spiritual successor to Mystery Science Theater 3000. So it was jokes over it, and it was one that they, uh, one of our roommates uh, had a lot of collection of them. So it was one that we threw on one night, and I do not know if it was whatever strain of weed I had, whatever emotional break was coming in, but I put it on and I swear to God, I was learning the songs as they were happening. I was like, every part of this, my brain was soaking in. And I, I cannot tell you 100% why. 
because the logical part of my brain breaks down this film and can tell you every mo every moment where it doesn't work, every song that doesn't work, Especially why the it doesn't second work. Half. The se oh, the second half. I'm watching rewatching it last night. I'm like, oh yeah, there are songs that I forget that happened because it's like Alfie yeah. being a weenie and kind of pro proving the point that this music <laughs> yeah. sucks by making a sucky yeah. song. <laughs> like after BB sort of signs to this uh, BIM, yeah. we have the best song, which is the Sauron song. I think where Mr. Boogaloo just explains his deal. Oh, he's just like I am evil. Sometimes I tire of cruelty because mm -hmm. it's endless. So I pretend to have sympathy mm -hmm. for fun, and I'm like, cool. Like, I love this. And then kind of after that, a lot of the songs are like ballads, and we just sort of watch someone walking through empty streets. Yeah, a lot. And of so those walking. ones I stop paying attention mm -hmm, to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, that's I watched this later at night. Not enough. Clowns. I think that that's yeah. like, if it's sparkly and it has clowns, I want to watch it. I don't want there to be, or it's not that I don't want there to be characters, but I think, Alice, that's like why I like camp is sort of the inverse of why you don't like camp. Because mm -hmm. um, if you want to watch a thing to connect with a character and a human experience and like feel those emotions, like that's the way that humans take in art or you could be like me and be like oh no i fear the fact that i might be made to feel emotions i would prefer to watch a thing where everyone is a metaphor and i'm putting together like a puzzle in my mind and don't have to think on that empathy level um i so that's interesting i was just thinking about this because i think what it really boils down to is the characters and the the movie knows that they are performing for the audience, whereas mm -hmm. it's not like a a justification of the characters' emotions. Um, yes. The other, the, so so this is something. This is something t I mentioned this earlier. Um, in both the movie and the TV show A League of Their Own, there's this song that they sing um, about like the All American Professional Girls Baseball League. Um, it's in the movie like three times, and then and then and then they found a way to stick it in the, the TV show as well. And every time that that I get to that scene in either the movie or the show, I just like want to curl up and die. I think because it doesn't feel real to what's mm -hmm. going on for the characters. Mm -hmm. It feels like it feels like the actors in the play all turn to look at the audience and sing mm -hmm. a song, and then and then resume their scene afterwards. And Something about that. Something about that has always bothered me. I'm not really sure why, um, and and I think I think that's what kind of was tripping me with with a number of the songs. Not all yes. of the songs, but many of the many. songs in this in mm -hmm. this. Um, they, many they just mug the camera and yeah. literally wink. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Boogaloo basically is breaking the fourth wall all the time during song. Like most of his songs are telling Especially the audience, the song "I am evil. I'm evil. Yeah, da, da. Oh, you mean uh, he knows how to be a master? Reggae. Yeah. Yes. That's what people uh, about I it loved. is white reggae. I loved it. Oh, I loved it, but I was just like, <laughs> so oh, this is so of this time. Like, yeah. it's it just so European of being like, oh, yeah, what, we like this sound. Here you go, white people, go sing it. Have fun. Wait. It's not. It's not just of its time. We have we have Chet Hayes still. So yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Dandy also breaks the fourth wall directly in the titular song, "The Apple," mm -hmm. where he offers the apple to the audience directly. Yes. 
He's letting. I just love Hugh Jackman running around doing shit in this movie. Oh my god, he does look kind of like Hugh Jackman. He looks exactly like Hugh Jackman. He looks like young Hugh Jackman because he is young Hugh Jackman. Alfie also kept reminding me of Tom Cruise, and I couldn't like unsee that. Yes. My one of my favorite details of it. (laughs) Alice does not agree, agree, but that's okay. I just like the way that Alfie all designs. He always seems to be shouting. For some reason, everything yeah. he yes. says is a shout. They're just walking the street. You gotta go. We can't do them. Like, oh, wow. He's projecting to, like, he sees the camera and knows it's, like, 50 yards away. So he's projecting to the camera so that it can hear him when he doesn't need to be. But he he was not in much uh, films after this one. And I'm very mm, shocked. Yeah. I couldn't tell you why. Huh. So, this so- is his only IMDb credit. Oh, it was his only? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Missy, earlier when you were talking about how you found this movie, I am shocked that you found this as an adult. I thought maybe uh, yeah. this would be something that you found like when you were younger nope, and get obsessed yeah. with. Like, like, uh-uh. like how how long ago was this? Uh, it would have been around like 2015 or 16. So this was. And, you and, know, and how many times have you seen this movie? I probably have seen it at least twice a year since then, if not more. More. I mean, I watched it like. Uh, four or five times the first year that I had seen it because I just would put it on and then got the Blu-ray eventually of it when it was released and have now shown it to the people. I'll, this is not a movie that I'm like putting on all the time in background. I'm not listening to the soundtrack all the time except for one song that we'll talk about. But it is <laughs> one of those things where I, I, whenever I put it on, it is so watchable to me. Because every time I'm watching, there are more and more details. Because this is, again, the production value of this is insane. Because mm-hmm. one of the things we haven't talked about is the world they built and how everything is just bigger. Like, and triangle. Yeah. So, like, all the musical instruments are, like, triangle-shaped. Like, the cymbals on the drums are triangles. All the drinking glasses aren't round. They're shaped like triangles. Like, all of the architecture is very, like, pyramid or triangle-based in the design. Like, everything is there. And, and last night, when I was thinking about the fact that, oh, three points, the devil took mm-hmm. over the trinity. Ooh. The devil was stealing that connection on there is maybe why like they did it. I like triangle because... The engineering fraternity I used partied at in college was called Triangle. It wasn't Delta. It was Triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, I I love or Forest. Are you gonna talk? Yes. I was gonna say I jumped to the like the Illuminati eye oh. with the yes, Trinity. There's another one exactly. as well. Um, um, I wanted to mention Forest. You mentioned the brutalism yeah. of the designs yes. of the architecture, down to the baby strollers that are these just cubes with a dome on top. And mm-hmm. it's very cute because it looks like there's like a little like soft room you can put the baby in. That <laughs> it reminds yeah. me. Yeah, I saw that for the first time <laughs> and last you can night. I clocked that. I was like, that's wild. Go ahead, Forrest. It reminded me a lot of Clockwork Orange mm-hmm. yes! in that way. In that like they use the brutalism. <gasps> it's on my mind because of Blank Check. Yes. But that was going to be it, my, like they my, used... my reveal at the end that I think this is set in the same world yes. as a Clockwork Orange. Everything, oh, I it. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. The, even the shots and the cinematography. I was yeah. like, this is, this is so Clockwork Orange. It's wild. There's a lot of Batman 66. Yeah, like they shoot Oh, it's multiple... wild. All the things that people are saying are so smart and great about Stanley Kubrick exist in all of the other movies of this time, and they do it better. And all the good things about his <laughs> movies were things other people contributed. Wow. 
I couldn't have guessed. Take yeah, that, Emily, David Emily. and Griffin. Emily, oh, Emily, Emily, this is our first episode. You can't start. You can't start film beef with with like the entire film. Yeah, not like <laughs> the community That's on our podcast. No. You're you're a guest in this space. Don't worry, Missy Unridden made that. I will start once. war. That's okay, everyone. If you want to start war on this, come to Radio Free Multiverse. Do not harm. <laughs> Or th- these are the opinions of Emily Pineapple. Yes, these are the opinions of Emily Pineapple. These do Pineapple. not reflect the opinions yeah. of, of Alice oh. Missy. Well, One thing I would like to talk opinions. about Continuing. is when I saw that George Clinton did the music, <gasps> I freaked out. It was like, wait, from Parliament Funkadelic? No, no. And then I looked it up and no, it's the actor who played the reporter George for the Daily Post. Yes, so that was Pittman. an interesting Joe part. Joe Pittman, that was played a... by George S. Clinton. Yes. Yes, the S uh, does a lot of the carrying there. <laughs> that was very fun, all the shots that you got sort of of what the normal people, quote unquote, were supposed to be. Yeah. Um, I think that they did a pretty good job of reminding us who the people who are important were because at a certain point we see this Joel Pittman and Mr. Boogaloo is like and he's like Mr. Boogaloo what do you have to say about the idea that you're taking over the world and he's like Mr. Joel Pittman like you will not have a job tomorrow and later we see him serving people in Boogaloo's Mm -hmm. mansion we don't go into like the mind control aspect uh do you notice? But I But it was just sort of fun too, to see things like that. Uh, but yeah, you're right, Alice. Like things happen in the story because it is the story that is being told. Like rather than the characters making the story happen. Um, which, yeah, that's like ab- just like two different ways the stories can move. And I think I like the second one because it is more removed Mm-hmm. Like you can guess what happens based on the story rather than have to like read a person. I think I also like it in this case specifically because with that biblical allegory, it like makes sense. Like it lines up with the feeling of like biblical storytelling mm-hmm. with the characters just sort of being like devices for this is what happened and then this happened and then this happened rather than because it's just, you know, been translated so many times. Like, I don't know. The Bible doesn't have deep characterization for a lot of people. <laughs> That's my hot take. And yeah, and there's these are surface characters. Wait, wait, wait hold on, hold on, hold on. Forrest, it's our first episode. You can't <laughs> start a beef with Christianity, okay? Oh no, 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 honey child, I'll start that for you. I will. The characters, the characters from the Bible that were made up and written by people are fascinating. <laughs> You're and really, I'm so glad, much out of this. I'm glad that this fable has been produced many different times over in so many different mediums. You know, I just wish people actually understood the message of love and peace that this film gives in real life, and then maybe I wouldn't have as much beef with it. But also I think the simplicity is part of what makes those stories like powerful to mm-hmm. it is also because they're you they are these like totemic things, not I think that like, also, that's what Star Wars is, too. Luke Skywalker is not a deep character. I mean, within that, I think, is the danger as well that when it's such a big story and the movement is the story, you can sort of insert whatever motivations you want into the characters and then justify actions or or ways of reading certain stories. Uh, and that's why I love how catchy a lot of those stories are because you can put them in a million different contexts mm-hmm. because people can read them a million different ways. 
Um, except for the second half of this this movie, which yeah. is mostly ballads and great outfits, continually great outfits, and my favorite character. The Jewish landlady. Oh, you're talking about me. has a Jewish landlady. Professor She talks like this. She's very nice. She breaks down the door at one point to give him chicken soup. She was so young then still. It's funny because she's supposed to play this old lady, but she was probably in her 30s at that point. Who is this person? This is Miriam Markles. She was Professor Sprout in the Harry Potter films. That's why I recognize her! <laughs> as well wow. as a British, a legendary British comedic actress um, for, in Black Panther wow. yes. and stuff too. But yeah, oh that's, my how, God. that's how a lot of people know her is that is her. Wow. And it was one of her, I think, first roles. I don't I don't look at her filmography, but... Uh, it makes sense then that she's the only mm-hmm. one with a New York Jewish accent and everyone else sounds uh, Israeli. <laughs> and, um, and then we introduced Lecter to the Delaware's introduced... And for the sake of time, because I know, Alice, you have a heart out, we do need to talk mm-hmm. about Get to the End. Yes. And we'll talk yes. about... So, basically, uh, the story happens, and Alfie ends up with the hippies. As you mentioned earlier, getting a ticket, because they live in Bidmark, like the landlady who also got a ticket, and mm-hmm. nothing really happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and he finds a hippie uh, who is Jesus. Hippie Jesus. He doesn't have a name. But he's basically like... We, we thought he was Gandalf. Gandalf, yes. So Gandalf showed up. And he basically tells Alfie, you have a home with us here. And BB then, um, it is, oh. Who's, escapes? Well, walks no, out? It's just Shake escape. doesn't She's, help her. Pandy They, they tell her to her go. They let her go. Yeah, Pandy is basically like, you need to run, girl. Pandy is like, run, girl. Yeah, Pandy, go to him. He awesome moment you. for Pandy. I know. Being I, like, we're being exploited and you can leave. No one stops her. They kind of stand in front of the door for a second. She walks out and they don't show up for a whole year to arrest her. Yeah. After she's had a baby during this time. All of those people looked like cult members. Uh, just a bunch of like white people in denim with babies and beards. Like That timeline for the baby was wild. It's like that baby. Mm. So it's been a year. A this baby is like more than three months for sure. Then- Whose baby is that? That's not Alfie's baby. Holistically, I do have to point out now, we have covered the Alpha, the yes. Alfie, the Adam and Eve mm-hmm. story, the beginning of the Bible with the creation, which mm-hmm. we actually had a cut musical number, which was the creation and featured Mr. Tops Mr. creating Tops. Alfie and Bibi, letting oh. you know that he created them so they literally were an Adam and Eve figures. But okay. they basically had so many wild animals and they couldn't keep them in, like... <laughs> oh, <laughs> my like, God. And people were passing out in, like, other animal costumes. It was such a mess that they basically, like, we can't film this. So that's why it starts with the BIM number. Because they didn't have their opening. It's a snowman situation where they just didn't film parts of the script. And they said, well, that's just fine. We'll just open sense. with the BIM number. And that's I mean, people, I think it's a great opener. People will get what's going on from there. Yeah, but we didn't. So it's mm-hmm. I I agree it's a great opener. Uh, but you know you do but miss that ending. context. Oh, the ending. Now, Alice. The ending's amazing. You, what, Basically, yeah. like they come to arrest the hippies, Mr. Boogaloo, and then fucking God shows up in a Cadillac. Tops, and I need to know, Alice. You you have got you think you're near the end. You know it's wrapping up because hippie Jesus has them all gathered. They're waiting. 
What did you think when Mr. Tops and his golden Cadillac arrived? Through the sky, in the clouds, driving. Um, Your white pastor. I was super not into it in general because, like, I don't. I'm so, I'm so sick of people glorifying the hippies. The hippies didn't. Right. Like, the hippies, the hippies didn't this do shit. This is so shitty. Alice, a lot of yeah. They this were is, separatists. Alice, this is your first episode. You can't yeah, go starting beef with all the hippies. You can't start a beef with the hippie community. They fucking, run fucking come at me. Now. Write, write your screens on Facebook, fucking boomers. I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, but. I don't know, like, after after all of the other, like, weird cars and other stuff that happened, like, I don't know, the, the, that that kind of just rolled off of me, the, the the golden Cadillac showing up and them walking into you the sky. So I was just like... You were so weirded out at that point. You're like, was, this is just more weird, whatever. Yeah. Everything and I think, like, part of me 11. was like, I, I didn't catch that it was... Mr. Tops was the same person as like the homeless, the the the, the unhoused Gandalf. king or whatever, Gandalf, yeah. whoever he was. Yeah, I didn't the, get that the, until the I saw the credits. Yeah. yeah, this idyllic under the bridge area that's like beautiful and lush and green, and there's no cars. So for some yeah. reason, Mr. Tops and the hippie leader gave the energy of a director cameo, even though they weren't. Yes. <laughs> Dude, there's nothing special, but you're like, yeah. he's in a top hat, and he's there, and he's just like, hello, suit. I'm here now, and everyone's like, yay, you supported us. And then us. hippies walk into the sky. He's like, we're going to go to a different planet. We're going to walk yeah, to a, a different fucking planet. fucking different planet. Love that. Yeah. He's talking to the devil, and it reminded me a lot. Have you read or seen the play Job? No, no, I'm not question mark? It's one of those Brechtian things uh, wherein the beginning and end is indivi- is like the god and the devil arguing and being mm-hmm. like, we are going to set up this situation and see how it turns out. And then, oh, you like know, the, the play happens. The and then at the end, job. they come back. Yeah. And they're like, wow, look at that. That huh. sure happened. Uh, and sort of provide the philosophical like overture of the story that like one one is one is seeing within so i really liked that i liked that there was science fiction that just wasn't explained they're just like we make planets and put people on them and on this one it's kind of a fucking party and no one actually gets hurt we're just in awesome outfits and have incredible queer parties and now we're gonna try one without you the The devil. devil Yeah, Wait, and and it's just I need the landlord behind all me the with the devil. All the boring ass hippies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all the all the wildlife gets left behind mm-hmm. with the devil. Everything. Yeah. My favorite part. It's one of my favorite moments in the film. Again, we've already got it. And at the very end, when Mr. When he's like, "I'm going to create my own planet," and Mr. Boogaloo's, "You can't do that." Like, <laughs> yeah. Like he's just like, "No, that, that's not fair." And God's like, "Well, I'm going." He's like. And then does nothing. They don't. There's no fight. I mean, I'm glad there isn't. But it it's just so funny. Star that Trek. The, the confrontation is it's just him going, uh huh, uh uh, uh huh, bye. And then 
that's how he defeats the devil is just saying you know and, and I like it because again I've seen so many landmarks be destroyed in apocalyptic events I've watched every cut of every film of it I'm glad this didn't end with an apocalypse mm -hmm. it was just mm -hmm. a rapture and they leave and God's just like no I'm done with you all like that's that's your part of the that y'all can have your big sexy orgy party with me yay right can I I, can I, I think can I, God asked to stop for ice cream. Oh, I want to give Alice the room here. But let's it go, Alice. Go. Sorry. Yeah. She has a hard out, so I want to. Yeah, I have to leave, unfortunately, like now-ish. Mm -hmm. um, two things. One, I, I really did try to give this movie a fair shake. I think I realized something about myself, which is I, I, I in the past I've made fun of one of my coworkers because he's never seen the movie. He's, he's younger than me. He's like 25. He's never seen the movie Jurassic Park. And... I was giving him shit about that because it's like, why haven't you seen Jurassic Park? It's a classic. And he said, well, any movie from before 2010 looks weird. And, like, that's a weird arbitrary cutoff. But also, huh. I'm, 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 I'm kind of wondering if maybe I feel like any movie made before 1990 looks weird. Or at least 1980 because, yeah. like, 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 some, because, like, this movie looked strange in the way that I think the the set design of like Logan's run and the costume design of Logan's run or the, mm -hmm. or the, or the, um, the, the David Lynch Dune also, um, yeah. looks strange. And like, I like yeah. other movies that are older, but I think anything that is like sci-fi just, it, it either co cohesively works really well in a like Star Wars way or it just doesn't. And I felt mm -hmm. like this definitely fell into the same, the second camp. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I really, I really did want to, get into it but i i just found it too impenetrable um to enjoy i'm sorry no and that's fine but again. did you like the costumes like the cost the costumes were interesting um mm -hmm. i think the whole the presentation of everything was so overwhelming that i really yeah. it was hard to pick out things you couldn't that even I see enjoyed yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah i totally sense. get that two things i have for you before we leave alice um i did want to ask Favorite moment or, you know, favorite moment, favorite line, and then uh, you need to tell me what we're going to do for the next episode. You have to pick from my list. Those are okay. the things I was thinking of. So I don't I don't know that I can pick a favorite moment or a favorite line. Um, it was it was it was all a blur. I will say um, the song where they're all on speed was kind of amusing because they're just saying we're all on speed. Song. That is it my was about America. Song. I want to do that song as a drag song so bad yes. with those motions. That's the one song that's in my, it's the one song that's in my regular rotation because I love it. Missy, so Missy, it's so good. How do the people around you feel about your love of the apple? Are they are they concerned? Oh, oh, my husband and roommates, I'm sure, are thinking right. Okay, he's recording a podcast about the apple. He's Michael and that fucking apple again. He's just all the time, Missy. Missy and that apple again, all the time, just talking about the apple. I can't stop. What is he like about it? What What's interesting about it? He knows it's a bad film, but he's still like, I just confused. And they don't understand my love for it either. I think Emily and Forrest have gotten very close to the heart of it here. But Alice, your response, I honestly think is the normal human response. And in fact, yeah. The response when this film was released was they threw the records that were handed them, the promotional records, at the screen, and it tore apart from all the people basically having like a riot at the film festival of going boo, boo. And to tell you how serious they were, one of the producers, I didn't remember which, 
basically had to get touched down from killing himself because he was so overwhelmed by the negative reception yeah. of this thing. So they were serious. Wow. That's why you're right. It's camp, but like they were like, we we wanted to get this message out here, but it, we fucked it up, you know, they thought. But here we are 42 years later talking about the work they put into it, much to Alice's chagrin. I can see it on her face, but I want to thank you, Alice, so much for sticking through it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I did I did watch it through the credits. I will say that. Um, okay, so for our next episode, my pick for you off your list is... We are going to watch, we are not going to hate watch, Minions. Okay. 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 I can accept that. That's not a harsh ask. Uh, You could have picked a lot worse. Again, this is a secret list. We are not talking about anything on it. You'll never know until someone speaks of it. But she could have picked worse. So thank you, Alice, for giving me, uh, and yourself, frankly, you know, an easy one here. Do you know the minions? Do you like the minions? Is this something oh, you're familiar I, I, with? Oh, I, I love the minions. Okay. I, I, am, I got minion pilled earlier this year. I've seen, I watched all, um, I watched all three Despicable Me movies and both minions movies in this, in the span of a week. Um, I, I, I am so into the minions now. It, it is, right. it was one, we'll talk about this more next, in the next episode, but, but yeah, no, I'm fully on board with the minions. So I'm super excited to, to, to see what you think. Alice has shown up to episodes of Mary Houlihan's Painting Party in full minion garb. Yes! Oh, I can't wait to talk about this. I cannot wait. Uh, And we will get to that on our next episode of Not a Hate Watch.